everybody. Huge news today for the first time in Raptors playoff history. They clinched a series, the Toronto Raptors, in only five games, advancing on to the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs and in an absolutely end-to-end dominant performance. The stats are in. The Orlando Magic, since winning an upset victory in Game 1, only led for a total of five minutes and a handful of seconds for the entire remaining four games of the series. Kawhi Leonard, who garnered Michael Jordan comparisons after Game 4 win against the Orlando Magic, played even better. He elevated the performance in tonight's game, or whenever it is that you're listening to the podcast, in the final game that the Raptors played against the Orlando Magic. Pascal Siakam remaining or continuing sorry to show people why he should be the unanimous decision decision for most improved player kyle lowry starting the game hot game one zero points total game game five nine points in the first few minutes of the game all around and many more stories but all around dominating performance and i'll be candid with you guys I spent half of the game watching the Toronto Maple Leafs try to scrape it out in Game 7. You have to show support, even though I'm a basketball guy, true and true. So it's a little bit upsetting that they suffer another Game 7 loss to the Boston Bruins. But where my heart lies, basketball, Toronto Raptors, and they went out there tonight and sealed the deal. And they're now going to have a very tough, it's looking like, matchup against the 76ers, but... With even Drake in attendance, nothing could go wrong for tonight's Toronto Raptors team. But before we get into any farther of the breakdown, start off the podcast. Or I guess we're into it enough now, but we'll do the comment of the day. The comment of the day, A, tonight goes to Victor. Says, we lost the first game so we can finish the series in front of the Raptors crowd. And what a special night it was, certainly, for the Toronto Raptors fans This is a monumental season, I think, or this could go down as a historic season for the Toronto Raptors for multiple reasons. And of course, of the the nature of the blockbuster trade that surpassed in this offseason or this, yeah, this most recent offseason and dealing away the franchise star to get in a top guy in the entire NBA for all the acquisitions and Marc Gasol that panned out and Jeremy Lin that didn't pan out and the complete reshuffling of the entire lineup, the coaching staff, everything. All of the storylines that have all really led to this one point, the NBA playoffs. We all knew that the season, we're going to see different things happen and the outcome doesn't really matter as long as the Raptors make the playoffs because this is when everybody stepped up. They're ready to play 100%. If they're not ready, they're not going to be playing and what a showing it was. You could see the energy tonight in the building, and I'd say that tonight's game is probably more energetic, more entertaining in a 30-point victory. They, the Raptors at one point leading by 37 points. It was more entertaining than even a close 10-point game. Perhaps not you know, a close game that goes down to the final shot. Of course, that's going to have its entertaining aspects, but tonight's game was so energetic because everybody got to eat a little piece of the pie everybody got to share the ball everybody seemed to have incredible bursts incredible dunks highlight plays and drake as i said he was in attendance and we'll talk about him a little bit later uh, when the segments come up but i don't know how many games uh, it seems like he's been absent from the raptors uh, games this season he hasn't shown up to very many Um, and there seems to be i guess a little bit of a 
a Drake curse. At least that's what the announcers were saying. Again, I haven't really noticed Drake being present that many games, but that's because there's been so much hype for everything that's gone on on the court that I haven't really been looking uh, as to what Drake has been doing a lot. Um, I guess before we break down the players too, Ben tonight, he's bunkered in at home. He's watching or he's studying for two back-to-back exams. He's in that computer science. He's in that studious grind right now. So it's me bearing it down for you guys and explaining everything that happened. It's sad that he missed this one because tonight, I have to say, is maybe one of the best performances that we've ever seen from Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs, certainly for the Toronto Raptors. 27 points, not his biggest outing, but on 8 of 11 shooting, 5 for 5 from 3. He got the Michael Jordan comparisons from different analysts after last game. I've already said that. But it's looking like he might even deserve Steph Curry comparisons after tonight's game, shooting 100% from the 3 on 5 shots. And that's the boot with 7 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, uh, only 2 turnovers on the game, plus minus of 38. Wow. I mean, what less to be said for this fella? Kawhi Leonard has been out there. We were worried, perhaps, that with all of the rumors and circulation of whether or not he's going to be staying on the Toronto Raptors next season, and whether or not his injury or his alleged, or well, I guess the extent to which his injury has been holding him back from playing this season, if that was going to come into effect in playoffs, we've all been speculating that he's been holding back on his absolute most, and that we were going to see 100% come playoff time, and that's exactly what he's delivered. And tonight, again, the Orlando Magic defense, regardless if they have the much longer and taller Jonathan Isaac on him or they double-team him, anything, it doesn't matter because he's able to pour in at such a high offensive rate and be literally unstoppable to the Orlando Magic defense. But a lot of that is due in part to the guys that he's able to pass it to and to facilitate to when he's getting hacked down low or when he's getting those double teams on him. Pascal Siakam, another consistent night, 24 points, making a bit, six rebounds, four assists, 50% from the field, a block. Really, it's hilarious to me how he was pinned to probably have or probably have a a struggling series because he, the Orlando Magic defense have been able to have their way with Pascal Siakam throughout the regular season, and he's poured it onto them. He's been absolutely unstoppable as well, just like Kawhi Leonard. As I touched on at the beginning of the podcast, Kyle Lowry, we're kind of going through player by player here. Kyle Lowry, 14 points, and it seemed like all of them. All of those points were in the first three, four minutes of the game to start uh, the re- four rebounds, nine assists. Again, this is what Ben and I have been saying. He doesn't need to score 20 points. He doesn't need to score 25 points. 10 to 15 points, 15 to 20 if we're lucky, and that's enough as long as he's doing everything else But the biggest fact of Kyle Lowry's performance tonight, and we'll touch upon this again in the segments, is him taking four charges tonight. He's leading the playoffs in charges taken. I think he has a record. Mention it if you think that he does as well. Uh, But I'm pretty sure that he has a record for most charges taken in the playoffs or something like that. Uh, And tonight, showing again his defensive abilities taking four charges in tonight's game. Marcus Gasol looking absolutely terrific despite the box score numbers. We've become accustomed to just kind of low numbers in the box score despite him having a significant impact on the game. And Danny Green also. Nothing crazy in the box score, but just absolutely playing all the little intangible things. His defense, his positioning, fantastic. And Norman Powell, that's another guy that I want to say, I guess, before we get into 
all of the segments. He is playing so confidently. I am very excited now to see him moving forward. We actually had a fan, uh, I believe, mm, I can't remember. I don't want to do him an injustice here. I think it might be Chris Huber. And if it's not, then that's that's hilarious that I got it wrong. But he was saying, what, what is your thoughts on bringing McCoy in as the backup point guard instead of Fred Van Vliet? Absolutely not. Fred Van Vliet is going to remain at the two position, or the backup one position, sorry. But McCaw might have some serious impact come the 76ers series when we're looking for a defensive prowess, some sort of defensive impact to come in, because I'll also touch on this now shortly after the segments, but despite everything that went well with tonight's game, that very final lineup that the Raptors had in to close out the game to finish the burner minutes, the scrub minutes, they got outscored by, I think, 20 points, at least 16 points. Jeremy Lin out there for only 5 minutes and 50 seconds, minus 16. That's not going to fly in a much tougher matchup. And, of course, they're not going to have the scrub players out in the scrub minutes, in those sort of last burner minutes when you want to save the the best players and make sure they don't get injuries. But at the same time, to go out there and get outscored by that much, I don't want to bring the the sort of tone of the podcast down here, but a guy like... uh, Patrick McCaw, I really feel like he'd be able to come out there with energy and maybe fill in the spot of a Norman Powell or something like that. Not take his minutes or anything, but maybe a better example would fill in the spot of a Jody Meeks. He might not give you the offensive shooting that Jody Meeks can, but his defensive intensity could certainly be there. So he might be an X-factor coming off the bench in this next series. But before we get any further, the Kawhi, you do him like that. Play of the night, <laughs> Jody Meeks. Now, I'm sure that everybody's going to comment a different thing that they thought could be deservant of that, and I'm sure that there's a bunch of them. Again, I sort of had one eye to the Leafs game, one eye to the Raptors game, but a late game play that stood out the most to me, Jody Meeks getting the strip or block on a dunk attempt by, it seemed like it was Birch, leading to a fast break. Jody Meeks gets it back, dishes it to Ibaka for the huge slam. Jurassic Park was going absolutely crazy. Drake had energy. The Toronto Raptors bench was going absolutely crazy. That's what I like to see. As I said earlier, there was a 37-point lead at one point. I'm pretty sure it was a 31-point lead at the time of this play. And to still play at that high energy level, to still have people as engaged as they were with that play, it's absolutely fantastic. And that's what I love to see. You need to have your foot on the gas at all times. That's championship mentality. That's Mamba mentality. Kobe Bryant, I think, would definitely give the seal of approval on that one. But not all plays can be the Kawhi you do them like that. Play the nine. Some just make you say, oh, geez. Tonight's OG's play was, I think there's three. Three things that stood out to me. One was Marcus Gasol's absolute savage rejection on DJ Augustine. Absolutely no respect for the former Toronto Raptor. Getting a hand on it, uh, I think it was a, a floater attempt and absolutely sending it down to the hardwood, bouncing it up, and then the Raptors contained the loose ball. Really one of the nicer blocks that I've seen. Not one of the ones that is he jumps out of nowhere and swats it away, but it made us, I have three guys watching in the living room with me. We all went, whoa, when that happened. We all went, oh, geez. Second, Kyle Lowry, already mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, took three charges in the first half. Maybe he took his fourth in the first half. I'm not sure. I know he had four total. That made me say, oh, geez. He's putting his body out on the line every single game, and you love to see it from a guy who's been banged and bruised, injured all season long, and still willing to put in that extra step, whatever it takes to get to seal the victory. Uh, And finally, as I said as well, maybe two or three times already, Drake finally 
shows up for a Raptors game, and I think he couldn't have picked a better game to show up to either. This one, like I said, from start to finish, an absolutely dominating performance by the Toronto Raptors. They really did it all. There's not a lot to complain about here. Of course, I will complain about a little bit of it because that's sort of my role on this podcast is to pick apart some of the flaws. But other than that, this was absolutely fantastic game. My favorite segment, the new one, the Where's the Sauce, T-Ross. And if you've guessed it, you probably know it already. T-Ross with a technical foul early in the game for bouncing the ball basically into outer space. He was frustrated. I think anybody who's played basketball before has done a similar thing and just slamming the ball down when you're angry. And you can't be doing that, T-Ross. You can't, especially when your team is losing by so much. And it's not those sort of plays that rally and inspire your team to do better. It's those kind of plays that just give away a stupid and easy free throw, I guess, to the to the other team. And that was Kawhi Leonard, who absolutely did everything from the field tonight. I'm saying absolutely. I'm saying everything. I'm repeating a lot of words. There's not a lot to say when there's such an end-to-end performance. And I'm so excited. I'm so ecstatic that the Toronto Raptors so handily moved on in a playoff series. It is fantastic as a Raptors fan. And to keep this sort of high energy, this high spirit, the Damari Carroll Gold Star Award, I'm not giving one out tonight. It is not in the good spirit to have a worst performance award when the Raptors went out and achieved a franchise first, moving on in a playoff series in only five games for the first time ever in the most dominant way possible. And if you only want positivity, certainly end the podcast here. You can turn it off. Thank you, everybody, for making this far. Uh, like and subscribe. But if you want the little, the one little twinge of negativity, I just have a maybe a one-minute ramble. I am disappointed with the way that the, the final unit went out there and played. Jody Meeks, Patrick McCaw, Malcolm Miller, Jeremy Lin, and Eric Moreland. They were sitting on a 35-point lead when they went out there, and the Raptors should have won this game. I don't think the Magic should have even had 90 points. They maybe could have finished with a, probably only... 83 points max, maybe 81 points if they had to leave the decent players out there. But how hard is it to score in five minutes playing time to go out there and get outscored by 16 points? Malcolm Miller, Jeremy Lin, Eric Moreland to 0 for 1, 0 for 1, 0 for 2, 0 for 1, Jody Meeks 2 for 8. That's to me, that's unacceptable. That, that's it's absolutely absurd because in a tighter game, again, they wouldn't be out there. But you know, have a little bit of pride when you're going out there. And of course, you've been sitting the whole game, but so is the half the Orlando Magic bench. Um, I'm just like I said, I'm disappointed because I think it could have ended on such an even higher note than what it was. It could have ended on a 30 point victory, that absolute devastating final punch, uh, like what do you call it, Mortal Kombat, the finish him, the blow. Um, but like I said, other than that, there's nothing to complain about. There really isn't because it's all good in Raptorland. And I'm very, 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 maybe one more very excited to go on and play the second round against the 76ers. We'll have a full matchup breakdown. I think this is a favorable matchup for the Toronto Raptors, but they're going to have to play really, really hard in order to win that series. So for real this time, thank you so much for making this far. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, We're on all podcasting platforms now, so you can check us out wherever you like to listen to your podcasts offline. And, yeah, that's about it for me. Cheers.